All right, everybody, welcome back to the Winner's Circle. I'm Derek. And I'm Cody. And we're coming to you with our second eviction interview for this week. It was a double eviction. We're going to be speaking to Michael, the veto king, and uh, we got some good questions for him. You know, we, we, we went pretty hard on Michael these last two weeks. Um, we went hard on Kyle as well. Um, but honestly, and I've said it numerous times, um, I really uh, was looking forward to questioning Michael on some things. We had talked about it in the previous breakdown episode, which dropped actually, as you're seeing this yesterday, right? That's how they're going to see it. Yep. So um, we had said we had some questions. We didn't know if Big Brother was going to keep him in there. And uh, to our surprise, they did, which I'm glad they did because they kept in a lot of the Kyle questions we had. So I was hoping they would do the same for Michael. We also asked them some of the normal questions we, we usually ask. Um, we have watched the video interview already, but we'll still be reacting to it here. Overall, Cody, what did you think of, of Michael's interview? Uh, I thought I thought it was a good interview, but before we get into the interview, uh, we need you guys to uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already, and turn on those bell notifications. Again, we see our views, we see that our video is getting out there to a lot of people, um, and way more views than subscriber count. So we want to make sure that if you are liking the content that we're putting out every week, especially during the Big Brother season, that you guys are subscribed to the channel and you turn on those bell notifications. It costs you $0 and we really appreciate it because it really helps generate our channel into the YouTube community. So um, just want to get that out of the way first. And um, with Michael, I thought it was, you know, it was very, it was a very logical. Every answer was, he was preparing. It's, it's insane because every one of his answers, it felt like he was prepared for the questions, which is crazy because a lot of times you see house guests kind of have to take a second. They think about it. They give an answer where it's like, well, we weigh in on the answers, whether we liked them or not. And with Michael, we're going to do the same, obviously, but his answers are just, I mean, you know, I, I have how I feel about Michael, but some of his answers, I was like, well, that was a, that was a pretty fair answer. That's a pretty good answer. I don't, you know, I mean, whether I like it or not, he, uh, he had some, he had some fair responses to these tough questions that we asked. Yeah, well, he's a lawyer. This is what yeah. he does every day. So he has an ability to take any type of question and, and direct it in the direction he wants it to go. Um, being undercover, we had the same skill set. You have an ability to take, regardless of what is thrown at you, incorporate that question somewhat in your answer, but really direct it where what you want people to focus on. So we're, we're, we're playing it up here. We might as well dive right into it. Yeah. Um, what's the first question we had for Michael this week? The first question we had from Michael this week was, congratulations for breaking the record for most veto wins and tying the record for most total wins. Seeing that you're heading to the jury, is there anything you would have done differently to increase your chances of winning? And that's what he had to say. It's tough. I think there are a million things I could have done differently. I think ultimately having a big target on my back from winning so many competitions is what got me out of the game. But early on, I felt like I was in a position where I had to win. And by the time I had racked up five wins. I was like, Oh, there's no going back now. So I've got to keep going forward. So I'm sure there are a lot of decisions I could have made and done things differently, but um, ultimately I felt like I was doing the best with the hand I was dealt and just trying to, to hang on. And I never wanted to have to win my way to the end, but that's where I felt my game ended up. And, you know, I can go out with my head held high. Okay. So I, I think it was a great answer. You know, overall, to be fair here, talking strategically, uh, Michael isn't wrong in the beginning of the game. He was the number one. He was the first target. They put him up week one. So obviously, and he won that first veto to save himself. And, and if he hadn't, 
he probably was going to go home. So he wins that first one and he's trying to garner, you know, some type of relationship with these individuals. And he did it through competition wins. They started to see him as a valuable asset to have. I will say this, although it's, He's right to the most extent. There were some competitions that he won that he didn't need to win. Usually when you're HOH, you don't want to also win the veto unless there's a specific target that you need to be out of the game. And I do think there was maybe one, two competitions he could have threw and still been in the the great position that he was in and maybe not as big of a target as as he was. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. There's I, that you took the words right out of my mouth. The only thing would have been early on. I remember watching a few of the vetoes and being like, "Michael, you didn't need to win that." Michael, why are you winning that? Because at the, at the beginning of the game, he just seemed like such a higher level player than everybody else. I, I thought he wasn't going to win as many competitions as he did as a choice, which would have gave him a better situation at the end, where maybe they wouldn't have targeted him because he was so well insulated in the house. So I felt like he could have chose that. It wasn't the it wasn't the hand that he was dealt because he dealt that hand to himself. There were competitions that he didn't have to win that he did win, and it ultimately put him in the situation to have to win out Continue at the end win. of the game. So it wasn't like the the hand was dealt to him. He dealt the hand to himself. So, but I mean, he's one hundred percent correct. He had to win out at the end of the game. He had to win out for for a while, even in that right. double eviction when the house split. Not the double eviction when the house split. Michael could have been an easy target. So I felt like he needed to win that HOH, especially as he was seeing Terrence get to the end. So from that point on, yes, he definitely needed to win. But before that point, I felt like he could have let some of those HOHs slip through. Even the one right before when they were sending Daniel home, he could have let that HOH slip and let somebody else do that. But he was doing it in a way where he felt he needed to. But from an outside perspective, we saw it for what it was and he really didn't. But that's what happens in the house, right? You don't fully know what we all do on the outside. So it's easy for us to play Monday morning quarterback with him and say, you didn't need to win these competitions. But in the house, we don't know how he felt, especially after what you just said, where he was targeted week one. He would have gone week home. One. And now and that, then, that throws you off. Yeah. And, and you know, by losing or by throwing a couple comps, it accomplishes two things. It, it it makes the target on yourself smaller, but it also allows someone else to build up a resume so that you have other people in the house that also have multiple competition wins. And although you may have five, someone else may have three. And so you can make arguments that, hey, listen, yeah, I have two more, but they got a better social game or whatever. But when it's such a lopsided chain of events where you have seven or whatever he had and the next closest person has two. Yeah. There's no argument. And and he did. He found himself in this kind of this snowball effect where the more he won, the more he had to win the next one. So yeah. it is what it is. But I thought that was a great answer. Very he knows I, I don't think he's wrong. He started off winning the first comp when he didn't want to and it just kind of went from there. Yeah. So we the got next for question qu number two. Yeah. The next question we asked Michael is you really played very hard this season. When you wanted to target Kyle, you brought up his bias assumptions. Then when you pleaded to Turner, you used being a member of the LGBTQ plus community to not send you home. Is there anything that you think should be off limits when it comes to strategy in Big Brother? Yeah, and now before you play that that clip, we got to really break this down. So the 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 obvious part, we don't have to dive into too much, is the whole Kyle situation. We've talked mm -hmm. about that at length. We have another question that addresses it even further. But he felt the need to use that for strategy, 
right? The the biased remarks that Kyle had made, he he the the release was timed as far as when he told everyone else, without a doubt, no doubt in most people's minds who can think for themselves, he used that for strategy. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. one angle. Then to give a little context to this LGBTQ plus comment. If you go back a, a little bit of time, Turner went to Michael and I guess he basically said, you know, I would never put up another member of the LGBTQ plus uh, community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and Michael, I guess, took value in that. And this is what I'll say. That's fine. You take value in it. But when you're using Kyle's comments against him for strategy, you to me, everything's on the table there at that point. Nothing's off limits. So when we saw the double eviction two nights ago, what we actually saw was only a small segment of it because it was in, coming out of break was you had Michael kind of like not yelling, but t- calling Michael out. So calling Turner, Turner out. I got to yeah. yeah, calling him out right, yeah. for basically using the LGBTQ plus community thing as a strategy. So he was basically saying, yep, you told me you weren't going to. And here I am. I'm going on the block. So shame on you. Now, for me, I'm looking at that as, yeah, Michael was probably a little bit upset because he got got. But I also think it was his last ditch effort to say, like, Turner, you're really going to go through with this. This is going to make you look terrible because mm-hmm. everything that Michael did in this game had a, had a purpose. So right. I don't think for a second that was emotional. I think it was his last ditch thing to be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to use another sensitive topic to try to try to change my game. Mm-hmm. I used the, the bias comments by Kyle yep. to get him out. And now I'm trying to convince Turner that this may not be the right move for him because of how the how the LGBTQ plus community could look at this right. on the outside. That's right. how I looked at it. So that's why yeah. we asked him because it's like, hey, man, it really does seem like anything goes for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll win and I'll, uh, I'll give my opinion after we have his response. I'll read the question one more time. It yeah. was you played really uh you played very hard this season. When you wanted to target Kyle, you brought up his bias assumptions. Then when you pleaded to Turner, you used being a member of the LGBTQ plus community to not send you home. Is there anything that you think should be off limits when it comes to strategy and big brother? Um, I will say I never tried to use the fact that we're both part of the LGBTQ plus community to stay in the game. Turner had made a promise to me the week prior, you know, that he wouldn't come after me and he was talking about how, you know, I we never wanted to take out the only other LGBTQ plus person in the game. And it was like, I didn't ask you to say that. I didn't ask for that. Um, but if you are, are going to immediately, you know, try to manipulate me on that level and go back on that the very next week, I'm going to call you out for it. So it was never a, you owe me this, or I deserve to be here because of this. Um, it was never something that I was trying to use as an excuse that, that I need to stay in the game. It was more of a, Hey, like, you said these things and that kind of felt, you know, kind of slimy to me, not going to lie. So um, I don't think it was necessary for him to make those promises and say those things to me. And, you know, ultimately I can respect the game that he, you know, if he lied and manipulated me, that that is the game. It's not something that I wanted to do um, and that I wasn't going to try to guilt him into doing that because of a shared identity. Um, so I, I, that's just not something that I wanted to be as part of the game. Okay, so I I can't help but uh, disagree a little bit with him because he states that he didn't want to use it as a part of the game. He didn't want to use a shared identity as a part of the game. Then you wouldn't have brought it up in that situation. That situation, and it's it. So I I also want to put some on Turner because if Turner was the one that brought this up and had that conversation with Michael. 
it would feel wrong. And this is something that has happened all season long. I heard a very similar response when we interviewed Amira. Amira said that Monty used, he wanted to be working with a strong black woman and uh, an intelligent black woman. And that's why he wanted to work with her. And then Amira was sent home and Monty was somebody that voted her out and was part of the group that wanted to send her home. So she felt very betrayed by that. So I kind of see a little bit of, of Amira's response and Michael's response. And so I can't really waver off of how I reacted in the first place to Amira and think that I, it doesn't seem right for Turner to have said that to Michael and now have Michael on that. And yeah, Michael, I maybe it may have been not great to use it, but if Turner said it to him and made him feel comfortable in that and then turned around the next week and did it and used that and put him on the block, didn't use, you know, the LGBTQ plus, but put him on the block. I can understand why that feels a little slimy to Michael, even though Michael went and said it, you know, this is going to be, this is going to look bad on you, Turner. But it's like, it's just tough because now we're in a game, which is what I touched on last night, where a lot of different things get brought into the game that have nothing to do with Big Brother. It's like, you know, wanting to work with a person of color to get to the end, wanting to work with somebody LGBTQ plus community, and then somebody on the on the outside that's watching this stuff, that's keeping up with the interviews. How do you just erase this from your mind as you go to play the game a following season? And how do you just erase this if you're actually trying to win the game? And I'm talking about just the game. I'm not talking about the issues outside of the house. I'm not talking about judging people outside of the house. This has nothing to do with how, if somebody feels negatively about someone that's a person of color, an LGBTQ community, or somebody's, you know, gender or anything of that sort, you're terrible. But inside of the house, now it is being used as a reason to link up and to strategize together and to maybe not target one another. And so where's the line here? Like, what is going to be the line? Because Kyle obviously vocalized from previous season, something that could be happening and he was crucified for it, including being crucified by Michael. So it's like, it's a really tough situation as a viewer to watch this and be like what is okay and what's not okay because okay turner and michael had that conversation that was okay no i didn't even see anything on twitter about it then michael says this and i'm sitting there being like wow you really just strong-armed him but turner was the one that i guess said that to michael that gave him that ammo in the first place the same way mm -hmm. amira came out and was frustrated with monty so it's just it's hard to watch all this because there's so much that's happening now that's outside of the game that's coming into the game and so that's what I, 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 I felt this after last season. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen this upcoming season. And now we're seeing, you know, we're seeing a lot of different factors come into the game in this season. And it's causing a lot of drama and it's, it's causing a lot of, uh, a stuff. It's causing a lot to go on on Twitter. That's creating this huge divide. And so yeah. it's, it's really tough because so much stuff is coming into the game. I don't, now, watching back, watching this interview back and having all the information at hand, it's like Turner should have never said that in the first place if this is what he was planning on doing the following week. But it also makes me feel like Turner might – this might have been the reason why Turner was so shaky about targeting Michael because he might have known that and he might have remembered. I said this to Michael. I don't know how this is going to look at me. Was it shown on the feeds? I don't know. And so maybe that's why Turner looked ghost pale when he, when Monty came in and was like, we're doing this, we're taking the shot. And Turner was like backpedaling a little bit. Could that have been a reason? I have no idea because we don't see all of this. I'm not watching the feeds 24 seven. And so it's like, when this stuff comes to light, it's almost like, why is this, why is this, this being used in the game? 
And so it's it's tough. It's just making this game now something way different than like coming to Big Brother, strategize, manipulate, play Big Brother. And I don't know. I, I can see both sides of it because it's like, is that your way of trying to strategize and manipulate? Okay, if it works in your favor, like it worked in Michael's favor with Kyle, it's like, but where's the line? Because then if Kyle says something, Kyle's crucified and he's a racist all over social media. So it's like, people need to understand before they go in and there seems to be no care to help people understand. There just seems to be a care to crucify people and tear them down. So it's such a tough thing to watch happen and watch this game, the the game kind of shift a little bit. And I'm just trying to get a grasp on what is and what isn't okay, which is why we ultimately came to the decision to ask this question. Sorry. I don't know how you feel. It was a long, that was a lot, but it's just like, there's a lot to unfold by this. Yo, you know, so I love, much. you know, I love you. I, yeah. I don't even know where to respond to your question. There was so much in there. Yeah, I was like, just, yo, but it's deep like, stuff too. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll counter you and make it really simple. Okay. When you go into the house, based on the way the game's being played now, don't believe anything anyone says, regardless of it's based yeah. on race, uh, sexual orientation, because everything is fair game now. Yeah. This is kind of the way it's going. Final thought on this question. It's rich coming from Michael because a week earlier he used racism yeah. to get what he wanted by getting his target out. And this week he maybe felt a little bit more comfortable with Turner because of what they had discussed. And you got got. It's kind of mm-hmm. it's a, it's it's the irony coming back to you. So any world where he says it's slimy or he wouldn't do that. Yeah. You can't do that when you're the guy that used racism a week prior to get your right. person out. Right. That's really it. Simple. Yeah. It's <laughs> just, yeah. I mean, that yeah. is the simple answer, but the the tough, the tough answer is just like, where is the line? Is there a line? Because, you know, you just look at it for somebody to go in there and it's, there's so there, what is okay. What's not okay. What's going to get you canceled. What's not going to get you canceled. What's, oh, yeah. what's fair. What's unfair. What's biased. What's not biased. It's just, there's so many factors now that come into this where it's like, yeah. And, and I'll kind of tie it all together with one of his next responses, but it's just, uh, I don't know, man, it's tough. This is really, the game is is just really shifting. Yeah. Not saying I agree with what Turner did either. I'm just, you know, ultimately when, when, when you're using race racism and, and, and biased comments to accomplish your, your mission, your gameplay, then you can't be mad when someone else says something that is personal to you and then uses it against you a week later by not honoring that commitment. It's big yeah. brother. But he did say that. He said, listen, if he, if he manipulated me, he got me and yeah, he, he Which got is, you. That's but the I gamer do, in him, right? Yeah. By the way, I do think you're onto something where we were wondering why Turner was so nervous about it. Well, it makes him look bad, but also he's probably thinking there goes a jury vote. Mm-hmm. You know, possibly. That's probably how I he's mean, looking at it. that answer to me and even in the further answer, we'll, we'll touch on it again because he, yeah. he just, he, he, there's a lot to unfold with Michael just because yeah. of his gameplay, because of how everything unfolded in the game. He ultimately well, was the guy that was leading the game, changed the trajectory of the game. And now was out of the yeah. house when well, everybody thought he was going to win. You said so. it best. He was, he was leading the game and, and yeah. everyone acknowledged what he did the week before by choosing to release that information when he did. So when you, you know, if you start the ball rolling, you better, better be behind it or you're going to get run over. Yeah. So question number three, this is uh, in reference to the Kyle comments and to the yep. clip that we showed on our last episode. If you want to see the the clip that we put in there, check out our last video. We have the, um, the full clip with video or audio if you're listening. Um, so you can kind of see the response that we're talking about and how Kyle actually presented it to Michael. 
So we just asked the question and then we gave his quote and tried to get a response. So the question was, the day after Kyle's comments, he asked you if he was overthinking things in the HOH room. You responded, quote, I don't think so. I think it's definitely things to consider. I'm glad that you voiced those things. They're definitely things that I think about, end quote. You had an opportunity to correct him and educate him. Instead, you affirmed what he was thinking. How was that any different? I definitely regret how I responded to Kyle in that moment. I never wanted him to have the impression that I agreed with his thinking about how alliances were forming or sub-alliances within the alliance. Um, I know I gave him pushback when he told me that he thought that, you know, Monty, Joseph, and Taylor were the closest within the alliance because of their, um, the why they were there and what they wanted to represent in the game. And I, you know, even told him, like, what can you point to on a game level? Because I'm not seeing it that way. Um, but looking at the uh, just the leftovers alliance from a game perspective, I definitely thought about how the divisions or once we got down to seven, how things would go. So um, I don't necessarily regret saying that I think about how the alliance is going to go once we get to seven. And, um, you know, because at that point, I think we were still at 12 people. So it was early to start thinking about things, but you kind of have to in the game. So um, I definitely regret if he took what I said is that I was affirming the biases that he was seeing um, because I never wanted to give him that impression, but I also wanted to think about how the game was going to move forward and what happens when we get down to seven. So um, I, I think I definitely could have responded better. I know I remember having those conversations kind of panicking in my head, not knowing exactly what to do or what to say. Um, I also, you know, I, I do think I could have taken it as an opportunity to say something to him, but it's also not my job to educate a 29 year old man, um, in 2022 about what is and is not okay. Um, so I'm not going to take accountability or responsibility for his actions and for his comments. I think I could have handled the situation better, but I know, when all was said and done, he was trying to put blame on me for not stopping him from thinking these things. And I don't think that's my job or anybody's responsibility um, at the end of the day. Um, although I think I could have handled it better. I, um, I, I do wish I would have gone about it in a different way. Okay. So a uh, lot to unpack there. He, so first off positive note, I, I appreciate his acknowledgement that he could have probably handled it differently, but then he kind of sprinkled in some deflection there as well, right? Some some different angles. And I think he was feeling multiple emotions. I don't think he was expecting someone to quote him uh, from what he said. So let's let's break it down. First and foremost, I don't see how Kyle would take it any other way if you just watch the clip. Um, Kyle asked him straight up, do you think I'm overlooking things? And he said, no, I don't think so. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing. Can uh, I interrupt fact, real quick? You, you yeah. need to watch this video, guys, because you can see how uncomfortable Kyle was even starting the conversation. So yeah, he was looking last for video. yeah yeah he he was looking for like hey am I overthinking this and and he, staring at the camera he, like yeah. is the camera watching me right now like he was like pleading with Michael somebody he trusted yeah he was looking for Michael to level with him and mm -hmm. tell him and that was an opportunity where Michael had two choices he could take that opportunity and say hey listen. Seeing that you asked, I was a little uncomfortable with it. You probably want to be a little bit more careful on how you're framing things and maybe your way of thinking and maybe not lump people together because of how they look, base it on their strategy. And, you know, going forward, 
if you do that, I think you'll have a better game. I don't think Kyle would have been offended. I said a couple weeks ago about how Devin corrected me mm-hmm. when I used the R word, and I wasn't offended. I didn't look at it where I wanted to go after him. So it was a clear opportunity where Kyle reached out to Michael and asked for advice. And instead of giving Mike uh, Kyle the advice he was asking for, Michael chose to reaffirm his thoughts and double down on it and say that he was having similar thoughts. So I don't see how Kyle would take what he said any other way. And I watched the video myself. You guys do the same. You tell me if there's any way you could look at that and not see Michael uh, reassuring Kyle that his thoughts were warranted. That's one thing. But here's the bigger issue for me. Okay. Michael is saying it's not his responsibility to educate a 29 year old man. And he's right. But we all have obligations where if we see or hear something that's not acceptable, that's disrespectful to someone else, whether it's in the game or outside the game, you, you'd like to believe that you would step up and say something. And if you're not going to say something, then you should never say anything. And what I mean by that is this. If Michael didn't feel it was his responsibility to take that opportunity when Kyle came to him to talk to him about it and say how he was uncomfortable and how it was not the right thing to be saying. Well, then he shouldn't be saying it two to three weeks later to the rest of the house without Kyle present. Either it's uncomfortable and it's something that needs to be addressed or it's not something that needs to be addressed now and can be addressed outside the house because it's not your responsibility to educate Kyle. So you got to choose one, Michael. And that's why I said about Kyle, I'll say it about Michael. We'll see the responses when they get outside the house because for me... You can't say that it's something that needs to be said to the other house guests, and yet it's not your responsibility to say something when you're asked about it. So if he comes out of the house and says, hey, you know what? I didn't think it was my responsibility to educate him, and I used it as a strategy later in the game to benefit myself. Hey, he's owning it. I take it. But if he comes out the house and says, I was, this was something that troubled me greatly and it was weighing on me and I finally couldn't take it anymore. And I wanted to say something, even though it may jeopardize my game, Michael, clearly it's not that important to you. Or when you were given this opportunity, you would have taken advantage of it. You're smart enough to do so. So I agree with you, Michael. It's not your responsibility. If you're not going to say anything, then shut up and play the game or do what you did, but do it to Kyle first. I mean, I completely agree. If it's not your responsibility to educate him as a 29-year-old in 2022, I I agree with that, right? He's a 29-year-old in 2022. He's a 29-year-old in 2022 playing a game. He's playing a game. He didn't come to you and say anything like, negative he didn't he didn't say to you how he disliked the people of color he didn't say to you how much they bother him and he didn't say to you that he hated what the cookout did the year before he came to you and said he had a concern that it could possibly be happening because of the 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 mission that the cookout had he brought that to you and all you did was say i think about it too i feel the same way and he was talking about the end game. So the way that Michael's answer, the way that Michael responded to this is like, yes, I was affirming what he was saying about, I think about the end of the game too. I think that's BS. I, think no, BS. I was specifically asking him about the conversation. They he was had asking the him about the conversation that he had. So Michael, who's, he's just always thinking, Super he smart. took the question. He took the question and he responded to the quote that he said that he thinks about it too. And if you pick up on that, his response was so clearly that he was just, responding to the quote that we put in there in the question and not you don't remember the conversation he brought up to you specifically not about the end game 
He brought up to you specifically the people in the end game, and it was referring to the people of color that he was concerned about because of the conversation he had with him the night before about there being a possible cookout 2.0. So I don't buy it. Um, I think he's just trying to cover himself. Yes, it is not your job to educate a 29-year-old, but in this game, if you're not going to at least say to him, hey, I don't like the optics of it, and or it's maybe I don't like the optics of it, isn't it? It's just like, no, you're just off, Kyle. You're bringing in something from last season, which quite frankly, Kyle, isn't fair to the people in this house. It's not fair to them. And if you do feel like something like that could possibly ha be happening because of the things that you've heard, go and have a conversation with them. That's it. That's and it. then and then go to them right there and be like, hey, Kyle's kind of feeling this. I I, I don't know. He said he was going to come to you. If he didn't in that immediate week, be like, he said he was going to come to you. I guess he's not. Then that could be something that he takes into play. But he held it in his pocket and he decided to use it. He decided to use it against Kyle, which I think is just, it's tough. That to me was sleazy. That to I me agree. was you had a kid that was ignorant, that was bringing information to you because he trusted you. And I don't know, did he trust Michael just because he was not a person of color because he didn't bring it to any other people of color. So is that, you know, does that have a bias in itself? Maybe like, that's why he trusted Kyle, uh, Michael, but it's like, you just dropped the ball on this one. And your response to me just doesn't, it doesn't fit the bill because it, it has nothing to do with you educating. And your response has nothing to do with thinking about the end game. Your response to him in that moment was, I think about it too. Cause I know what you're referring to. Right. Um, and and you got think about something else working together. You know, Mike, Michael and Brittany decided to go to the other house guest and tell them without Kyle, as if Kyle had said something and, and never confronted Michael about it. Like, Hey, should, can we talk about this? They had a conversation. Michael lied to him essentially and said, Hey, I don't think it was, you're overlooking. I've thought about it too. And don't you worry. Cause I won't say anything to anybody else. And, and he didn't to be fair to Michael. He mm -hmm. didn't mm -hmm. until Kyle turned on him. And then he remembered what he said and he okay. used that to get Kyle out of the house. So the reason that question holds true is you're right. In that moment, you don't have to say anything, Michael, but what we're more concerned about is the fact that you use that conversation to get Kyle out of the house later. And I personally don't feel that should be in the game. Um, just as much as using your sexual preference in that, that group that you're in to build a relationship. If that's off limits, then this should be as well. If you, and so, yeah. If, if he comes out later and says, oh, I decided to tell the house because I just couldn't hold it in anymore, it's interesting because you held it in just fine when Kyle asked you directly about it. Yeah, and it's it, it brings me to how I responded to the last question about how you know Michael viewed what Turner did as a little sleazy, but ultimately it was the same thing that he did to Kyle. Like Kyle said something to him and then he used that against Kyle to get him on the block. And it's like Turner didn't use anything that Michael said. They just had a conversation. And in that moment, Turner could have been completely genuine in it. But then yeah. the next, the, the, all of a sudden Turner has power. And if I'm being honest, I don't, I genuinely don't feel like Turner would have targeted. If Turner would have won that veto, I don't feel like Turner would have used it um, or would have been ex way more torn than Monty coming in and just telling him, hey, I'm using it. So put him up. Um it would have been different conversations and I think it would have ended in a different result. So it, yeah. it's exactly what you said. The point ultimately is, and that's why I, it was very, it, it was long, but there's a lot to unpack in this. It's like, when is it okay? And when is it not? Why is it yeah. sleazy for Turner, but it's okay for you. And, but then it's not your problem to educate him, but it was weighing so heavily on you morally that you brought it up only when it was specific to fit into your game. So like, that's where for me, the confusion 
lays because it's like where where does this where where's the game go from here right yeah. and no dude we we listen we don't know ultimately but if you have players who are going in there using topics like racism um like your sexual preference in the groups that you associate with politics whatever it may be it's going to be an ugly game it's going to be an ugly game and it's going to be a dirty game and it's great for us on the outside watching for tv yeah. purposes uh might not be so fun for the people playing what's yeah. our final question for this guy final we question was uh we just wanted to see we want to see uh who he possibly would not vote for if he saw in the final Two yeah. uh, saw them sitting in the final two seats. So we just said, who would you like to see follow you out the door next? And who do you feel has now taken the top spot in the house? Uh, it's tough. I I really do have a lot of love and respect for the people in the house. Um, so it's hard for me to hope that anyone's coming after me, even though obviously somebody has to. Um, so maybe just uh, on a petty level, it'd be nice to see Turner as the HOH who took me out of the game to follow me. But I think top spot in the house at the moment, I've got to give it to Monty. I think he's playing a really good game, very clean. Um, he's a good competitor. It would not surprise me at all if he wins this next HOH uh, to secure a spot in the final four. So I would have to give it to Monty at this point. And I think if he makes it to the final two, he has a really good shot to win. Yeah. Hey, we, now. Hey, we, we, hey, we agree with him. You know, hey we, we said that last night. We agree with him. Um, really not much there. Obvious answers, Turner. I don't blame him for saying that. I'll, I'll start with my final thoughts on Michael and then, and then you can hit it because for me, I, I keep saying it. You know, I, I don't like, I don't like Michael's style of gameplay. That's just not my, not my preference. Um, but I will say this and I mean it in, in the way I'm saying it as a compliment, as far as big brother's concerned, Michael put a put a ice put icing on the cake last night when he sat up there and destroyed his his number one on the way out the door not only did he try to save himself but he just destroyed her game going forward by divulging every piece of her game to every other house guest and what that tells you is michael's a great big brother player because michael does not care if it's racist remarks if it's Anything related to sexual preference, if it's uh, his best friend who gave him information and confidence because she was trying to help him out, if he can use that information at the right time to benefit himself, he will slit your throat. So a lot of you out there as Big Brother fans will love that because he is one of the most cutthroat players I have ever seen play this game. And I haven't watched every season, so there may be more, but the scariest part about him is he's super smart. And he knows what's going to draw uh, from the emotions of the players. And he literally, in my opinion, has no bottom of where he will go. I don't personally like it, but I'm not the one playing. And if he had one, I don't think he would have cared either. The problem is when you use that type of strategy and you don't even finish in the top three, was it really worth it? That's the mm -hmm. question you have to ask yourself. And uh, only Michael can answer that because he has to live with the things he did and the things he did decided not to do at the time when he decided not to do them. But overall, great player, very intelligent, one of the best competitors we've, we've had in a long time. Um, and ultimately, uh, where it got him was what he finished, sixth place. Um, so that's where we stand. But... I can respect him on a game level as far as how, you know, what he was able to accomplish. But as far as the social game, what he was willing to use to get ahead, not a fan. Yeah, I just, you know, it's it's just tough because 
you know, I know he's he's going to have a lot of stuff that he's got to answer to. I think he's going to have these conversations, which we saw it in the the Terrence interview. Terrence responded where he's just trying to unpeel the onion. If you guys haven't watched that one, go check that interview out with Terrence because he talks about what he was planning on doing when he gets to the jury house. So um, I just think it's it's really tough, right? Because Michael was somebody that ultimately changed the trajectory of the game um, this season because – who knows how the game would turn out if he didn't decide to take what Kyle ref- said to him weeks, weeks prior um, and use it as a strategy to get Kyle ultimately on the put on the block by his best friend in the house, the final two. So it's tough, you know, and, and Kyle's going to get beat up on it too. I mean, we saw the jury segment yesterday. Kyle got crushed by the people in the jury. Indy like stormed yeah. off. Joseph was pretty frustrated. I don't think they fully understood. Like Joseph was like, I was going to bat for you in the backyard. Like, I don't think Kyle even said to him, like, listen, I said this like four weeks ago. And so obviously things had happened, but I don't know. Kyle seemed to have still been trying to set himself up in a situation where he was working with Turner, Alyssa, possibly Michael and Brittany back in the house. So like, did he ever lose that thought? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. I'm not going to put anything onto him, but it didn't seem like he did. Uh, but it's just, you know, this game has taken a uh, interesting turn Bro. to say well, the hey, least. You heard, you heard Joseph's comments, right? Really smart guy. He said, doesn't excuse what you said, Kyle, but what he did, it's bad. Exactly. It's really bad. And yeah. that's, and, I, and I'm on the same boat as Joseph and a lot of other people. Jasmine said some, some things about it. And I can't believe we have to always qualify and say this, but we're not excusing what Kyle said. Yeah. If Kyle doesn't say what he said, we wouldn't be in the situation at all. Yeah, we're not talking about this. What we're, what we're simply saying is what Kyle said, what Kyle assumed is wrong. And we believe that the way Michael handled it was wrong too. And the way he used it to benefit himself was wrong as well. So we're calling out everybody. We called out Kyle. We're calling out Michael. Hopefully from this point forward, we, we can just play the game with the players that are left. Um, but I had, I had hoped that Michael went home after what he did. I got what I wanted. I'd like to see us interviewing Brittany next. We'll see how it goes. I don't think it'll be too long before we're interviewing Brittany. She ain't winning this I game. I can't believe Michael threw me under the bus like that. It's horrible. It's terrible. He did. He he crushed her. I can't imagine. I thought about I thought about you and I and how close they were. Because they were they were like you and I. Mm -hmm. They were tight. They shared everything. Can you imagine if for some reason it just didn't work out and you and I were on the block like week six, week seven, or like a couple weeks left, and I and you stood up there and you were like, yo. I love him, you know, but ultimately one of us got to go. I can't believe we're here. And then I stood up and divulged everything you told me, even though the the chances of me staying were slim to none. I don't care what, I mean. You wouldn't be my boy. I'll tell you that. Dude, I mean, (laughs) it's that's. I'd be like, that's you, huh? So if it comes down to it and we're in a pressure cooker situation outside of the house in the real world. Yeah. Could it get that way? It's like, yeah, (laughs) I mean, yeah. You know, right now money's on the line. So he's like, Oh, I can't do it. But what if you're outside of the house and like something else is on the line that really means similar to you, the, the amount of money or whatever. It's like, yeah, I don't know what you're going to do to me. Like loyalty is loyalty through and through, whether it's in the yeah. game and you use the money as a reason, like loyalty is loyalty. And if you don't have it, you don't have it. And Michael he, he could have defended doesn't himself. have it. No, he could have defended himself by saying, Hey, you keep me. I can win comps. I'm going to go after them. And that would have been a strong argument. Mm-hmm. But then he started throwing out, she has a final two with you. You, she's been running around to she's everyone. telling me all this uh, information. I'm like, whoa, he just like destroyed her. And I think that's what really upset her. Again, totally. a lot of you are going to say, bravo, that's savage. That's iconic. That's how you play. 
Well, it got him sixth place. Is it? So if yeah. that's how you play, I don't want to play like that. <laughs> and get I'll sixth pass. place. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Uh anything else? Final I think that was it, right? We 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 covered it. No, um, no, we thank you guys. If you've watched both the videos, uh, we really appreciate it. Actually, if you watch both of our interviews, and this is the second one that's out, and you get to this point, drop a double thumbs up in the comments. Because that will yeah, know that you means got, you got all the way both. through. Wait. That doesn't. Yeah. Double thumbs up. Go to the Terrence. Go to the Terrence video and drop a double thumbs up. Wait, that doesn't mean anything. You could just watch no. this one and still do that. Just Damn. drop a double thumbs up. That's fine. <laughs> I didn't think just that went through us. at all. Just lie to us. Just lie to us. Listen, as always, we appreciate you joining us on the Winter Circle. Cody's going to go get a coffee right now. Oh, <laughs> He's going to go to coffee. Rick we will Blair, see baby. you guys. We appreciate you joining us on the Winter Circle. We'll see you next week.